0: We start off uh, right at the bottom of Ayn Dalet 74b, uh, carrying on with our discussion about the various malachot uh, performed on Shabbat, uh, the 39 malachot. Uh, we start off. Uh, uh, and what does that mean if you sew two stitches so the Gomorrah immediate uh, question is that uh, that won't stay it will tear apart very easily Uh, to answer that uh, it's if you you, you tighten them and uh, tie them almost at the end uh, so that they will be permanent Uh, this has uh, a lot of uh, practical implications in terms of, of tying things as well, which, uh, which uh, for example, comes into play uh, when you tie a, a shoelace you've got to make sure that it's not a, a permanent knot uh you've also got to make sure that uh, uh we're going to get to it as well uh in, in a few seconds time uh, in terms of of tightening uh things uh you're not allowed to tighten something too tightly also you know, if you need to take out uh the rubbish you can't tie a double knot in things all, all of these uh ideas have um um, relevance uh, and, and practical relevance to Shabbat. In any case, we co- we quote again in the Mishnah Kureya, uh, If you tear in order to sow, a Mishkan might me Where would there ever be tearing in the mishkan? Uh, the Rabbi Rav Zaira, and Rav uh, uh, both say shukain shnafal ba darna uh, ba Sometimes it would, you know, we don't I think this would ever happen, but it seems that uh, they had worms at the time of the Beit Hamikdash uh, or the Mishkan, and uh, it would would eat through the curtain, uh, and and sometimes to repair it, they would just uh, increase uh, the the tear, uh, and and as a result, it would be easier for them to sew together to make it an invisible uh, type of stitch, uh, which you wouldn't be able to do if it was just uh, very narrow. So tearing in order to Mm -hmm. Uh, re-sew. Amarav Zutra Bartuvia Bartuvia said in the name of Rav, uh, Amoteich, if you go and you tighten uh, a thread that is part of a stitch on Shabbat, uh, You are And uh, if something has become loose, uh, you would and, and, and start separating. If you if you if you tighten it, you have now uh, finished it. Um, it's like you've sewn them together. Uh, this also, again, uh, for example, if you have uh, a tzitzit on your end of your talus, uh, what you're not allowed to, and the, and the knot uh, is becoming a bit loose, you are also not allowed to uh, tighten uh, those those uh, the threads of the tzitzit uh, even as well. All right, uh, and once we're talking about him, Halomaid, uh, he, Another thing that he said, uh, uh, halomayd, and related, devar echad minamagosh. Uh, If you learn something from uh, Magosh, which is a magi, a a type of uh, sorcerer, uh, we're going to see a a dispute about it uh, exactly what that is. Chayav Mita, you should be liable for the death penalty. Verdai, Lachashev, Tukufot, Mazalot, and if you are of sufficient intelligence uh, and capability to. Work out the uh, uh, the different types of seasons and the different constellations, vain and you don 't do uh, such a calculation disappear himeni. you 're not allowed to either speak with him or to learn uh, something from him that is that is not good if you withhold that information uh, and and you know how to calculate you 're withholding it uh, it would seem that um we'll see in a second uh, that, that this actually uh, shows in terms of it you can actually uh, increase uh, Hashem's knowledge in the world if people see that you're able to do it you actually uh, can do a Kiddush Hashem uh, and therefore if you don't do it uh, that would be uh, that is therefore problematic alright so uh, we, we discussed this uh, for a few seconds Magoshta uh, this magosh, uh, this uh, uh, wizard uh, let's say or the 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 sorcerer, uh, you know, some type of, uh, you know person who deals with spells and, and the like. Rav the one says he is a, a proper sorcerer. Kharamar Gidufa, he is a person who blasphemes, okay, like a heretic. Like a heretic Rav, Amar Gidufa, Rav, surely we should establish that Rav says that this guy is a person that uh, is a heretic. Why? Zutra, to because it was reported in Rav's name. Uh, if you learn something from this Magosh guy uh, you'd be liable for the death penalty uh, if you say that it is uh, a sorcerer uh, maybe you would be allowed to learn uh, from them why? Uh, the pasuk says you're not allowed to learn from them to do i.e. if they, if you're learning it to try to work out how to perform the sorcery uh, that's no good aval atalameid lavin Uh, but you have to be able to know how to, uh, you have to learn, uh, you are able to learn it, and in fact you should learn it uh, to work out uh, what's going on here and also to rule on it, i.e. if you are a part of the Sanhedrin and this guy kind of uh, is brought before you, you have to know, uh, you know, if, he, if he's uh, liable for the death penalty or not. And how do you know that? You're going to have to know and delve into that sorcery yourself uh, to make sure that you are able to to do it yourself not that you actually do do it uh, that is obviously not allowed uh, but that you know that that what he's doing is 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 real uh, in inverted commas as opposed to just some uh, slats uh, of hand Okay, so you that's uh, so you have to know how to how to how uh, how it works, but you're not allowed to do it yourself. So therefore, it's not that you can't learn sorcery. No, uh, people on the Sanhedrin, for example, have to learn uh, what sorcery is all about, uh, just for uh, in terms of uh, judging these sorcerers. Okay, so it obviously has got to be. Uh, uh, you can't learn from a heretic, you'd be liable for the death penalty, but uh, from a sorcerer, if it was a sorcerer, you would be able to learn from him. Um, and uh, the Gemara agrees with that. You should say that Rav uh, is the one that holds that position, uh, and therefore uh, we we have concluded that. All right, uh, back onto the second point now. Amrav Shimon ben Pazi, Amrav Yoshua ben Levi, Mishum Baraka Para, all in the name of Baraka Para. If you know how to Calculate the different uh, constellations and uh, the, um, uh, the the different seasons, and you don't uh, calculate them. The pasuk says about you: It says the, the, the works of God. You don't uh, look at uh, and uh, you don't acknowledge, uh, and the uh, maaseyadav and His handiwork. Uh, you don't see. Okay, so it would seem that if you make yourself deliberately aware uh, that is not uh, good. Amarav Rebbe Shmuel Nachmani, he says, Amrav Yochanan, in the name of Rebbe Yochanan, Minaim shemitzvah aladam to tuchvot mazalot. How do you know it's a mitzvah on a person to be able to calculate all these uh, seasons and constellations? Shnemar, uh, ushmatim vasitim, you should guard them and do ki hii chokmatem, uvinatchem, lenei hagoyim. That is your, your cleverness and your uh, insights uh, in the eyes of the nations. And that's, in other words, you can do it. And as we said, you can do a Kiddush Hashem. So if you don't do that, that's obviously problematic. What is this, this cleverness and um, uh, that, that you will be so highly regarded in, in in the eyes of the non-Jews? That must be uh, the calculations uh, of these uh, constellations, uh, etc., all right, uh, back to our uh, thirty-nine malachot. Uh if you capture a deer, uh, that is, you know, even uh, also quite a simple thing to do, uh, and and therefore <clears throat> quite a, a dangerous uh, malachah in terms of uh, uh, the ease of, uh, of of doing it. Uh, for example, if a deer walks into your house uh, and you just shut the door behind it, uh, it's very um, and it can't get out. That is defined as trapping. Uh, so it is. Uh, we, we won't deal much with it now. Uh, okay. This will come up as Rosh later. Uh, okay. Tanarabanan had said, who all, what happens if you have a a trap? A um. Chilazon, uh, uh, and you you break its shell uh, in order to extract the dye uh, that comes out. The, the dye, the dye is obviously for chalit, uh, that uh, bright uh, blue or the, the, the indigo, almost indigo uh, color inside uh, the the <coughs> is uh, is the right All right, um, uh, and if you do that, outside a chilazon for um sorry, I don't know if I mentioned Tanurabana uh, and HaTzai's Kilazon of It was taught in Abrata, once we talked about the category of trapping, uh, it says if you trap a chilazon and you break it, you are only liable uh, to one uh sin offering. Really, that is trapping. You're not liable for breaking, even though, as we're going to see, Rabbi Huda Amerkeivshtime, you are liable for two. Shara Rabbi Huda um, Rabbi Huda used uh, to say, disha," breaking a uh, a shell. Uh, well, the reason that you're breaking the shell <coughs> and you're squashing it together is to extract uh, the dye from inside <coughs> the shell, and as a result, uh, that is essentially uh, the same malachah as uh, as dash, uh, as uh, uh, threshing, uh, because uh, you have now extracted something, uh, the outside is the shell, you want to stuff that inside, and you squeeze it out, uh, that is uh, the same as threshing, that's the, <clears throat> the concept of uh, threshing, that is... Uh, um, uh, uh, that is what's known as dash. Amarava <clears> my time at <throat> Rabanan. So, why is, what is the rabbi's uh, opinion that you're not uh, liable for that and you're only liable for trapping uh, and not uh, for, for dash, for squeezing this out? The uh, rabbi dash only applies. S- squeezing something out, extracting it, only applies uh, with something that grows from the earth. Uh, and that also uh, you know, would apply, in, interestingly enough, uh, not just uh, to uh, things like fruits uh, that you can't squeeze out fruits. Uh, to make fruit juice on Shabbat. Uh, you're not allowed to uh, even milk an animal. That's also extracting something. Uh, the milk from the animal. Animals are defined as gedulei karka uh, because they eat stuff that grows from the ground so in, in a sense animals are also uh, gedulei karka. But it doesn't obviously apply to the kilazon, uh, which comes out uh, the sea, and uh, and therefore it's uh, not. Uh, defined as gudulai Karka and the Rabbi's view is only something that comes from the ground um, well the of Nami a question that might have popped up in your heads, well surely you are killing uh, the Chilazon over here and uh, and as a result that is also uh, defined almost as Shkita uh, as, as, as taking its life uh, and uh, you, you have taken away its soul I'm uh, mate, really what uh, the, the first answer is uh, Rabbi Yochanan says, uh, you broke the shell only after it died. You left it out the water, it dies, uh, and then uh, only afterwards um, you squeeze it out. So it really is extracting, uh, but it's already dead, so there's no problem uh, of killing it. That's Rabbi Yochanan's view. Rava Amar he says, no, we don't even have to get to that um, <clears throat> level of... Uh, uh, understanding of that <coughs> we don't even have to say that a a you could even say uh, that you uh, broke the show when it was still alive mitasek who on the you are really talking about mitasek we had mitasek a few days ago uh, really you have no intent you, you know you're not you know all you want to do is squeeze out the die uh, you just uh, acting uh, in a way of almost not thinking Uh, you're unaware totally about uh, killing the uh, the animal <coughs> uh, but, but this leads obviously to a major problem uh, which we have discussed before uh, surely in terms of and Rava, uh, both agree that Rabbi Shimon says uh, that if you if you do something even though it's unintentional even Rabbi Shimon who says that, uh, is allowed if you do something and it's got uh, a result um, that, uh, that is, is normally not allowed. Rabbi Shimon is normally uh, lenient in that. But even Rabbi Shimon uh, says that if you do something unintentional, if you take what's known as sick ratio, uh, if you cut off its head and it doesn't die, uh, this is going to be talking really about a, a later on. We're going to see it and we won't deal with the exact case today. Uh, but the pro- concept uh, we've had before and we'll have again is uh, Hashem. Uh, that is uh, where you are talking about an animal where you cut off a chicken's head. Uh, a child once a toy. Uh, you cut off in those days they didn't uh, have... Um, Things like uh, take a lot and stuff. So you have to uh, you know, get a child a, uh, a a toy to play with. So you say, listen, what I'll do, I'll cut off the chicken's head uh, and I'll give it to my child to play with. Uh, so over there you, you're saying, listen, or I don't want to kill the chicken. I just want to cut off its head. We're saying, listen, if that's an unin- inevitable consequence, uh, albeit unintended, uh, that is not allowed. That's known as secretia to your young. So you see how you say uh, that here is... Obviously, that uh, it's, it's the chilazon is going to die. So how do you deal with that? shiny uh, haka, no, it's different over there. The uh, Kamad it bay The longer it lives, uh, the more the happier you are because uh, Because the dye that comes out is of a much higher quality. So here, what we actually get to is a concept of siceras the law That's something that uh, you you don't. You don't really want it's of no concern to you in fact this could even be uh even level higher than that because this is something that you definitely don't want so uh, that in that way uh, if you do it and it's something you actually don't want actively don't want uh, it actually is um uh, would be allowed it's considered it's lowered to the level of being non-intentional and moving on we talk about ta shokhto, if you shift an animal uh, shokhet uh, the the issue why are you liable for Shkita uh, interestingly uh, in terms of that they were saying actually the shechting uh, is not a necessary thing uh, in terms of the uh, the mishkan it wasn't used in the construction of the tabernacle so why would you be liable and Rashi just notes uh, over here the last Rashi on the Amud. uh, over here talks about uh, he says you wouldn't necessarily have to shecht an animal to get the pelts uh, for the the covering even though that was definitely what uh, the covering was made out of uh, as we had earlier on In our it's still in terms of that, uh, you could have strangled the animal uh, according to Rashi, and you wouldn't necessarily have to shecht it. So, why is uh, Shkita uh, forbidden? Uh, Rav Amar, he says, Mishum Tsoveya. Uh, because you are actually coloring uh, the animal's neck. Uh, when you shek the animal, the blood spurts out the neck and also colors uh, the skin uh, as part of, uh, of of that, so you'd be liable for that. Uh, that is, is taking a life, you are, are killing something, and that is not allowed, uh, according, uh, and, and that is your forbidden malacha. I, you obviously couldn't put live animals up, so you had to kill them in some way. So he says whether you shaked them or you strangled them, uh, you uh, were not particular about that, but still you have ended up killing an, ang- an animal. Uh, the Gemara asks about that. It says, wait, when mishum in, neshamaloh, uh, is it really so that you would only be liable for colouring the animal's uh, neck, for dyeing it? Uh, Ama, af mishum So the answer really would be is that also uh, when you kill an animal, uh, when you shecht it, uh, you are also liable for dyeing it, uh, the animal's neck, as well as uh, killing the actual animal. Amarav, and Rava uh, says, Amri that that I said, Ema, uh, ba, milta I'm going to add something to it. Delore uh um Dare Batray Vlahu Alai, uh so that people won't in the future laugh at me it uh, could be that later generations would, would laugh and say uh, in terms of it that I, that I wasn't uh, thinking correctly. Uh, it says uh, you know um, uh, so they won't laugh at me uh, why is dying uh, an important thing? Why would anyone worry about dying an animal's neck? Uh, it's good that uh, the animal's neck uh, is full of blood. It's good for for him, uh, why? Because uh, people see that uh, it, it's got, obviously got a, uh, a special colour once it's freshly killed and people will notice it and they will come to buy it. Uh, so there is a benefit uh, in knowing that the animal has been recently shechted. Okay, continuing, Ha'amolcho Uh You are, if you salt it and you tan it. Uh, and the Gemara says, Surely, uh, salting is really part of the tanning process. Uh, why would you need to separately uh, discuss it? And the Gemara actually says, um, Rav Yochanan, Rash uh, Lakish, Damatavai, both Rash Lakish and Rav Yochanan say, Apechad Minayo." You have to take away uh, one of the 39 melachot, uh, and uh, it says, Vael uh, Sirtut, and what you have to do is put uh, scoring or drafting, i.e., uh, uh, putting a uh, marking something uh, so that you can cut along those precise lines uh, and that's uh, you know they did that with the uh, the hide and so too you wouldn't be allowed to do that on Shabbat marking something precisely uh, where you would need to cut it and, and Amma uh, so actually, one of them has to get replaced with with this uh, suetot. He says, you know, that that's a swap out of the thirty nine malachot Amar uh, um, Raba uh, uh, says as follows: ha Man, the malach bishra. Uh, if you salt uh, meat on Shabbat, uh, that is chayev mishum abed. That is, uh, if you salt it, then you're actually liable for tanning it. Rava Amar no. He says no, that doesn't work. Uh, there is no tanning when it comes to food uh, the, the only tanning really would be if you salted a, um, a hide or something like that to make into a mat uh, I'm Rav Ashi, uh, Rav Ashi uh, says actually says uh, um, by Le'orcha. Uh, he says that's only when you need to uh, pack or, or preserve meat uh, for going on away. So he says there is an idea. It's not like if you are eating uh, lunch and you decide that the food needs a bit of salt uh, that you wouldn't be allowed to put on. No, you are allowed to put it on. If however you're doing it for, uh, purposes of preservation uh, that is s- very similar uh, to then the idea of, of tanning because it is something that you want for a later date and you're doing it for a permanent type of thing and that would be a, an issue Aval if it's just for your house a person is not going to turn uh, his food into essentially a piece of wood uh, by salting it so much uh, that he's, it, it makes it inedible. Okay, uh next uh Mishnah um machov if you smooth it out and you cut it. Uh Amar of Acha Barakanina uh Dashaf Bana Murim Bashabat uh Mishum Ma If you take a um, Hard uh, and you you drag it uh, between uh, two pillars. Uh, the, obviously the pillars are very uh, close to each other and uh, and and what uh, uh, during the week uh, I would assume you also uh, push these uh, uh, these uh, this this hide through just to to squeeze it out and to make it uh, smooth. That is liable uh, uh, for smoothing on Shabbat as well. I'm Rav Chaya Ba'aba Shoshad Rym Sachli Rabbi. Rav Ashi, Rabbi There are three things that Rav Ashi told me uh, in the name of Rabbi sherban ben Levi. Uh, what of those? klunasot uh, If you uh, uh, scrape down the, uh, the the top of a post uh, on Shabbat, mishum uh, That is cutting something to size, and that would be a um, uh, a, a problem that is breaking Shabbat in that way. Uh, if you spread a bandage on a wound on Shabbat, mishum uh, That is defined as smoothing. Uh, it says mishum uh, And if you put a uh, start chiseling a stone on Shabbat, uh, that is the that is the definition of makbe The thirty eighth melacha uh, the found blow um, Amar Shimon ben uh, Kisma, uh, Rabbi Shimon ben Kisma, Amar Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish said that uh, Raish Lakish says as follows: um, uh, If you engrave a figure onto a, a, a vessel, seemingly a, some kind of uh, a glass uh, vessel. Uh, sorry, the first one was an earthenware vessel. Uh, the glass vessel, if you, you blow into uh, a, a glass vessel in order to make it, uh, that is also Chayav Mishum Makhe Bapatish. It's putting the finishing touches uh, to something and therefore it is the final hammer blow and that is a durata uh, issue. Amrav Yehuda, Haiman de uh, it says, if you uh, take uh, s- certain threads uh, off a cloak, uh, that is also defined as uh If you, if the cloak can't be worn uh, without these uh, these threads being removed, uh, that final kind of stitch, where you might have, you know, break open uh, that stitch, uh, is uh, that's that's defined. You can't wear it without it. So uh, would be taken. Off that uh, that final stitch uh Vahani at the capit elavu. that's only if you are um very worried about it in other words you wouldn't wear the cloak without this if that is the case uh, that uh, that you wouldn't wear it without it so then uh, that is the final thing to do the final step uh, before you are able to do it and wear it. Okay, uh, moving on. Hakotev, shtayotiyot, if you write two letters, Tanurbanan, uh, what is this about? Or, you know, what are the parameters of this law? Tanurbanan, if you write one big letter in the space where two uh, could have letter, uh, two letters could have been written you are exempt however in the opposite case uh, where you rub out a big letter and there's space uh, to write two letters uh, over there uh, you are you would be liable uh, for that Amarav uh, Menachem and, uh, and therefore we see in this, uh, in this instance uh, erasing something is more strict uh, than actually writing it. So even though there would have been space for two, no, you actually only uh, wrote one letter. Uh, whereas with erasing, the idea of erasing uh, is uh, the, the the point of erasing. We say you erase in order to write. So here you erase something uh, with. Uh, the, it's not the amount of letters that you erase. It's what's left after it has been erased. Now there's space for two letters. Uh, that is a problem. Uh, that is makabapatish. Okay, um Habone Vasoter uh Vamavir uh Make Bapatish. Right the the last few. Umlachot, if you build and you break down, you destroy, if you extinguish and you light, uh, and the final hemorrho. Uh, it is it says Rabbah Rabbi Zaira and both uh, Rabbi and Rabbi Zaira, say, it what, what do they say? If you do an action on Shabbat uh, that finishes something off, uh, that is makib bepatish. Uh, the idea is, is not that uh, it itself is a melacha, because then otherwise it would be subsumed. Uh, it's not that you are, uh, you know, for example, cooking. Uh, cooking, you might say, well, cooking is also makib bepatish you should be liable uh, for every malakha uh, that you, you, know, you, would, you would cook uh, and then it becomes finalized, it becomes fully cooked. Uh, that is makyabah patish. No, uh, makyabah patish, uh, is an independent thing uh, that you do at the end of a whole process. Uh, and uh, as we saw, uh, examples uh, in terms of removing the thread. Uh, the whole garment is ready, uh, except for the fact that the thread now has to be uh, removed and snipped and, and, and taken off. Uh, that would be Machi Bepatish. It's not that you've... Uh, there's no other melechah involved apart from that Machi Okay, so we have uh, completed that very brief overview. We left out a lot of uh, things in terms of weaving, uh, but the Gemara won't discuss that now. Uh, but in any case, the, the Mishnah had finished off. avot uh, These are the avot, the major malachot, uh, and, uh, and, you know, 40 minus 1. Uh, it says, why specifically does it have to repeat it? That's how it started off. It says, no, to exclude, Rabbi Lee, The Machaiv al-toda mikom av. Rabbi Yezir says, you know, he doesn't hold of the... Uh, opinion of uh, the maximum you'd be liable to would be 39 different Malachot, uh, 39 different chataot. if you did them all in one lapse of awareness, even if you did it uh, that. That way his view is that it's only for categorization uh, purposes that uh, you split it up into Av uh, and, a, and a Tolda, but really he said you'd be liable for the Av and the Tolda, uh, so he could get an infinite number uh, of um, of sacrifices. Actually, that is Rabeliezes. Uh, that goes... Um, Mishnah firmly rejects that That says these are the the avot uh, and it says 40 less 1 um I got say I got one less one lafukai amrabi huda this excludes rabbi huda's view detanya um, rabbi huda mosef ala shovet um um dak um dak dak rabbi rabbi huda adds on um if you uh, line up uh, threads uh, okay and you, you beat them you uh, make to make sure that they are all straight uh, etc so they are he says that is another two malachot so according to him uh, there would be uh, 41 amralo shovet Bechlal, maysig they said uh, lining something up is essentially stretching it out uh, and also medak medaktek bechlal uh, there is also defined as weaving uh, and therefore uh, according to, to this understanding uh, that uh, we only get back to 239. Okay, so now the next uh, Mishnah of Klal Amru. As we said, uh, the opening of Klaugado, why uh, it adds in an Od Klal. We had discussed that before. Uh, but here is another principle. Uh, what is that? Kol uh, Hakasher Anything that is uh, fit to store, i.e. that people, uh, it's, it's got a certain size of, of a um, hamatzni uh, in and people go and and usually store things like it. Shabbat uh, If a person takes it out, uh, that is, uh, he would be liable for a a uh, We are going now, moving on. Actually, in the Masechet, to a whole long discussion. Again, back to the the, the laws. Of carrying, uh, and we we see that uh, it's uh, you know right at the beginning of the Masechet, uh, it discussed why we would uh, think that why why carrying is actually such a uh, focused on malacha, and one of the reasons that we said there was it seems to be quite insignificant. What's known as malacha garua, uh, something that is uh, quite insignificant because really you are not changing uh, the form of something. For example, if you cook something, uh, you can see before it was raw and now it's cooked. Uh, uh, and and now as opposed to uh, carrying with the same item, uh, and uh, and uh, you are now just moving it from one place to another. So we are going to have uh, an extensive list of, uh, of of different things, different sizes, uh, and what what makes what is defined as significant uh, in terms of carrying. Okay, so with that uh, background, uh, we see that uh, if you if there is something in the minimum size of it being carried, uh, and people do usually store that uh, that size. Uh, and when a person takes it out on Shabbat, you uh, that person would be, on, obviously by mistake, uh, that person would be chive, a chattat, you are liable for, a sin offering. Uh, anything that is not fit to store which we're going to see an example of that in a second and people don't usually store uh, things like that Uh, however this person considered it significant uh, a person does take that out on Shabbat shows that he attributes significance uh, to this thing Uh, the person that takes it out uh, he is actually liable Anyone else uh, taking it out says the Mishnah uh, is not uh, liable for that. That is not considered uh, a normal behavior. Uh, For this person, he has thought about it and and he specifically has attributed significance to this item. uh, Then he is actually liable, but everyone else not. Okay, the Gomorrah picks up and says, anything that is usually uh, fit to store. What, what uh, do people not usually store? Uh, and Rav Papa Amar, according to Rav Papa, he says uh, the blood of a woman who is a nida. Uh, people don't usually store that. My uh, uh, says, Lafuke, I'd say the uh, a tree that was worshipped called an asherah, uh, the wood of that tree, it uh, needs to be destroyed. And therefore, it's got no significance. So people don't usually attribute any significance to that. Also, um, uh, the blood of a woman that is... Uh, uh, menstruating is also not defined as anything so that's mar uh, Rav papa uh, and Marukva okay uh, and the one that says uh the this uh Papa, who said the blood of a woman that has got her period, uh, he says obviously, the uh, uh, that's something that can't be uh, used because you, you have to destroy it, as opposed to the dam, uh, which you might uh, decide to take, to maybe to show it to a rabbi uh, to see if uh, the woman is actually uh, Nidah or not. In any case, uh, he said uh, that is a dumb, uh, definitely not a dam Manda, Amma, the one. Uh, that says uh this this wood uh, of the sashara tree used for idolatry, uh, which has to be destroyed. He says, Aval, damnida matnia lay he says, lay, uh you, you would actually keep uh, some people uh, would keep it, uh, and he said, Like why um Lay you would you would keep it in order somehow to, to feed to the cat. Uh interesting that they would uh, uh, do that in those days it, it feed this blood to the cat the cat might decide to to lick it and uh, gets uh, you know um, use it for some kind of sustenance uh bouncing back to the other opinion why doesn't he hold of that opinion and said that damn it would be significant because you could feed it to a cat he says go uh, he says that if something that is so uh, abnormal uh, and, and, and strange that it, it is not helping the cat, it will make the cat weak, uh, that is not something uh, normal to do and therefore people would not uh, feed it to the cat because it would make the cat weak. Amrav Yosi Bar He says, the law Rabbi Shimon. Our Mishnah is not the opinion of Rabbi Shimon. Do you, Shimon, if it is like Rabbi Shimon, Hamar lo amru Kola Shurim halalu ella lemitsnei ahen." What we're going to see, I think it's it's coming up in tomorrow's daf. Uh, he says the the idea of these uh, fixed uh, amounts, the shurim uh, that you have uh, defined over here, the minimum amounts, uh, all of these things. He says that is only uh for for people who actually store them uh however if you are for example a rich person uh, and you have no use uh for something so small uh it would be uh, you know if even if you would carry something out uh that big uh you would uh you you, the, the big as defined in the mishnah because you personally have no use for it um you would be exempt. Uh, that is Rabbi Shimon's view, uh, but it seems that our Mishnah uh, gives minimum sizes, and those minimum sizes apply across the board. Okay. Uh, we we then went on. We quote from Mishnah of uh, for a call. Anything that is uh, not usually fit to store. who uh, says that uh, you know only one who actually does something uh, with it actually carries this out would be liable. And Abba Rav Lazar he says, "Hi to Lord ben Lazar, This does not follow the opinion of Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar. The Tanya klal Amar Rabbi Shimon ben Alazar, His general rule is: "Call Shaino Kasher Anything that is not fit to carry out and people uh, don't uh, usually uh, not fit to, to to store and people don't usually store it. Uh, but uh, one person thought it was important. Uh, person A thought it was important. Um, uh, uh, it, it says. But now B comes and he carries it out. Uh, according to Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar's opinion, if A uh, thinks something is significant and B, even though he doesn't think it's significant, uh, he carries it out, he's almost, uh, as it were, fulfilling the will of A, uh, and uh, and and because it's not considered significant to A and B carries it out, uh, B uh, would be therefore liable uh, to that uh, and uh, that is obviously going against our Mishnah. Uh, our Mishnah says uh, the only person that is liable is the person that actually uh, carries it out uh, because he attributes significance uh, to it. It does not go like Rabbi Shimon Ben Alaza. Okay, Okay, uh, We're moving on. I think uh, tomorrow uh, is the last duff already in uh, in the Perik uh, but then we, as we said we will carry on uh, with many long lists. Uh, even in the next chapter we start off with different lists of different items uh, that are defined as the minimum, minimum amount uh, for carrying purposes in the meantime everyone should have a great day